No, it's fine, brother. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yes. yes. What's the life of the church? Anara and Tracy, you walk through the doors at the end of the labyrinth. You're expecting Karelia to get up and greet you with handfuls of balloons and streamers. You walk through the door, and you're back in Zaol's auditorium. The compass floats angrily in the air. The speaker is collapsed on the ground. You look behind you at the double doors, and Johnny isn't with you anymore. Zaol, we're done! This is over now! And I slam my axe down on the table. Oh, hey! Oh, I couldn't. I thank you. I didn't see you come in. Please go in this fun. now. We're done. I don't know what. I don't know what you're talking about. I take a swing at the compass. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. Is a four good? A four is not good. It's actually a ten total, but yeah. that's still not good. Tracy, I want you to make a strength saving throw. Is a twelve good? Crazy as you take a massive swing at the compass, the sawbone bounces right off. Tracy's hit with a little recoil and sort of tries to recompose himself. Yeah, you're knocked back and you're on your butt. I uh, step forward and put a hand on Tracy's shoulder and look nervously behind me and say, let Johnny out. What's happening here? Which one of you were Johnny? I don't... It's hard for me to keep any of you apart. I run over to the doors and try to push them open. Tracy's following right behind Anara. They're actually, they're sealed. Like, you push against them, and they don't even have any gift. Anara, step back! And Tracy starts chopping away at the doors with his axe. It feels like you're chopping away at nothing. You're just taking swings at an immovable wall. At this point, it's mostly just catharsis, and he keeps swinging. Oh, okay, hey, 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 this is my... You don't come into people's houses and just kick over their things. Say, I will fucking kill you! You know what? Let me check my own personal notes. You, uh, according to me, God of Death, can't do that. But thank you for playing. Appreciate it. You got great moxie. I appreciate it. Why don't we all just sit down and take a second? First of all, I should be saying thank you. Inara <laughs> throws a dagger at the compass. Yeah, why don't you make an attack roll, too? 13. Inara, make a dexterity saving throw. A nine. Okay. Anara, you toss the dagger at the compass. I hurl the dagger convincingly and truly at the compass. You hurl the dagger convincingly and truly at the (laughs) compass, and it flies a little bit to the right, but as if the compass itself has a gravity of its own, it whips it back at you and catches you in the leg. You take six points of damage, but I know that you have uncanny dodge, so you only take three points of damage. Just a flesh wound, just a scratch. Yeah. I said, everyone, if you just take a second... If you don't want Maria, she's she looks pretty hurt, doesn't she? I think that everyone should just take a second and stop throwing things and hitting things at your friends they all hear. You have exactly 30 seconds to tell me what you did with Johnny and what you did to the speaker. Who? We? Oh, One, Johnny. What? Two. You know what? You know, I do. He looks familiar. If I, if I remember in my, in my head space. Um. I haven't seen him. I, I I have not seen him anywhere. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, why don't you talk to the other two? 
the, the pointier sides of the Trinity here. I'm just, I'm just trying to take yeah, care point, of myself. Point them, point them to me. I'll take them down too. Let's go. That sounds bad. You should not do that. Our friend is missing. We're not very concerned about your feelings right now. Guy in the room behind us, behind those doors, there was a giant fire. What is happening? What'd you do to the speaker? It's not helping. The speaker, she's fine. Maria's fine. You know, I feel a little cooped up. I've been in this compass here, trapped here for hundreds of years. I'm not even attached to the rest of my body. Now, wouldn't you forgive an old man for just wanting to take a walk around the park to feel like himself again? No. Nope. Oh, well, you know, I thought that would work. The two of you feel the air shift. It's this imperceptible thing inside of your stomach, or Tracy, you feel it in your joints. Something is different. Like it's more open. It's like you were in a house and someone opened a window. And there's an opportunity here. Maybe it's the wind or bugs flying inside, but it feels different. And the compass stops spinning. Oh. That's interesting. The compass lowers on top of the pedestal, and you two see a shadow step out from the compass. It's pulling itself from inside. And as it moves slowly down the steps from the pedestal, it's like it's weaving itself into existence, but from dark into matter and color and form. Standing in front of you, after a couple hundred stitches, is what kind of looks like an older human man. He's wearing a slouchy cardigan, a well-worn button-down shirt, some slacks, and some loafers. And as he takes steps towards you, down from the steps of the pedestal into the main area of the auditorium, His shoes clack like high heels on hardwood. When he steps, everyone knows. The strangest thing about this new man is his face. It's kind, but almost kind. Like he's always on the brink of pitying you. His face is mostly taken up by heavy horn-rimmed glasses, and You don't know if he needs them or not, but it has the weirdest effect of magnifying his eyes. They're golden, and they're constantly looking in all directions. When he talks and looks around the room, he keeps one eye on both of you, while the right one spins around, noticing the scene. The old man stretches, and he says, Oh, that is so much better. Now I can talk to you face to face. Hello! It is so nice to meet you. I'm Zaul, god of death and trickery and fun and also time. I know I should never forget time. Thank you 
for doing my to-do list. I, I appreciate that so much. I just didn't I didn't have time. I was locked in there. What was I supposed to do? So thank you. I have not seen your friend Johnny. I don't know where he is. It's not me. That's not for once. It's not me. So you, everything that we need, everything you've done, fine. Thank you. You have my, you have my Trinity blessing. Mockingly, he makes the sign of a triangle, and his left eye flicks between you two, while the right one keeps a steady look at the speaker on the ground. You will always have luck. You will never, ever be late for anything. You have my blessing. So you're fine. Just go. Just go. Anara, we gotta get the speaker out of here. At least now we have a target. Tracy cocks his cannon on and takes a shot. As I will. I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. 7. Tracy, you take a shot with a powder blaster and you shoot out confetti. This sounds less dramatic now, given the confetti, but the speaker is coming with us. <laughs> I understand why you're laughing. It's good. I, th- I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. No, I'm good. I hear you. I appreciate it. But, you know, so you know, old men like me, we are just stuck in our ways. And I'm going to say no. You were born like 25 seconds ago. Which, by the way, how did that happen? There's no such thing as something for nothing. Oh, uh, you know, the window is open. You two, you you two, mm, mm. you feel like invisible hands pinching the sides of your face. It's like, you mm, touch me again and I'm chopping your hand off. Oh, the punums is so, mm, just so cute. I'm going to go. If you want the speaker, come and get her. And Zaul comically stoops down with his hand on his back like he's an old man. He wraps his right arm around the speaker and picks her up like a kid taking a basketball home with him. I'm going to run toward him. Tracy's going to flip on his rage switch, axe in hand, next to Inara, and try to tackle him down. I got a 17. Acrobatics. 16. Okay. You two surge towards Zaul, and the speaker is within your grasp, and as you two both reach out to grab for her, they're not there anymore. You, you know, know it's, it's not, not that easy. easy. Come, Come on. on. And Zeul has moved three feet to your left, with the speaker still underneath his arm. Well, follow me, I guess. And he reaches back and twists his wrist like he's opening a door behind him. And then suddenly, there is a door behind him. It's wooden, it's forgettable, it's like you're walking into a tavern somewhere. He opens it up and takes two steps back, waves to both of you, and the door slams shut. As the door closes, it floats to the back of the auditorium, as if it fits into the wall of the dome. And then it multiplies. Then there's a second door to its right, and a third one to its left and one above, and then they start multiplying. Then there's four, and then there's eight, and 16, 32, 64, hundreds and hundreds of doors all over the inside of the auditorium. 
covering every single inch of the roof. And they start to shuffle. They switch back and forth and back and forth and some overlap. It's like someone is sorting a card trick that you know that you're going to lose, but you can't help but bet on anyway. And they all shift and shift and shift. Stop! And the door stop. Tracy sits down. I turn back toward the doors we came through that Tracy tried to chop down. Mm-hmm. I am going to rattle the handles as hard as I can and see if I can open it. What's the point? I, I can't. I have to see what happened. Anara, you put all of your strength behind it and you just like fling them open and they crash against the sides of the buildings. I definitely fall down on my butt. Outside, it's fall. It's cloudy. It's fine. People are walking around Chronopolis like nothing happened. They're starting to get used to the new weather. So you see that people have every sort of clothing on their arm. People are always carrying like a hat and a coat and sandals and shorts. Everyone's just kind of going about their day. I'll close the doors behind me and turn back to face Tracy. I don't know what to do here. If if he were gone, don't you think we would feel it? Maybe he's just somewhere else? I don't feel anything. There's no point to this. There's no point to what we just did. We did a bunch of bullshit. Lost two of our friends. I mean, if uh, I'd rather I'd rather not lose both. If anyone knows where Johnny may be, it's the speaker. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's just burn these doors one by one till we find the one that goes somewhere. Tracy plants the head of his axe into the ground and uses it to stand up and goes to the doors one by one and starts chopping them down. It's the most machine-like he's ever been. It's efficient. He doesn't lose any stamina. And he has a singular purpose in mind. The most singular purpose he's had in a long time. So I'm going to stand on the chairs and the lecture hall tables to reach up to the second layer of doors and just work my way around the room open them, check, and if nothing's there, slash an X into the front of the door. As you make your way through each door, each of them just kind of look cloudy. Every single one you choose is just that. Cloudy nothingness. When I finish the second row, I'm going to call over to Tracy and stand on his shoulders to try the third. More of the same. Seeing that I've done all the doors within relatively easy reach, I'm going to climb down Watch Tracy go back to do the same ones again and uh, pull the shadow cowl over my head. So I'll float up to the very tippity top of the dome. And seeing more of the same, I slowly spiral my way around the dome, working from the top to the bottom. Yeah. All right. You've opened all of them. They all look pretty much the same. 
I'm going to do a ritual detect magic and see if any of that it's just everywhere isn't it it's it's everywhere <laughs> as i'm flying around i'm going to try to look for what i think johnny would look for and do a religion check okay and i'm going to do an investigation check as well did look deeper at these i got a 15 10 okay yeah with a 10 i'm sorry detective tracy but you can't suss out anything here with a religion check of 15, you think back to any sort of religious instruction you've ever had in your entire life, thinking about if you remember anything about Zewol. You remember a bunch of mythology stories where he's kind of like a half trickster and he puts on this disguise of an old man to like trick people into doing what he wants. And you remember three things about Zewol from these stories about him. One... He loves to put on this old man disguise because it makes people seem more vulnerable so he can take advantage of them when he wants to. The second thing is Zegel loves jokes and he loves laughing at his own jokes. The third thing is because there's only three gods in the Trinity, they have a pretty wide domain. So anything that has to do with time and space and just like the way that the universe moves is up to Zewol. Inara tickles a door. <laughs> Does that do anything you to you? You know what? You know what? Make another religion check. That's a genuine not 20. And I'm going to just like scritch the door on the right hand side of the door frame at like shoulder height. Okay. That doesn't do anything because you're tickling a door. Great. But you hear very faint snickering coming from the door directly on the ceiling. I knew it. Of course it would be the most annoying door. <laughs> Tracy? Yeah, did you find, find something? something? Did the tickling work? I think it did. And I think it's the door on the ceiling. Now, do I need to roll an insight check? Because she's lying to me. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to. Doesn't matter if it worked or not. <laughs> I think it's the one right above. Let's go kill this guy. Can your arm reach? I think so. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to scoop up oat cake under one arm and float on up to push open the door on the ceiling. And Tracy uses long arm of the law to shoot up. And Batman is way up to the door. Cool. It smells like dirt. You look around and you are in an open field. You've never seen this field before. It's sunny. It's kind of warm. There's a breeze blowing through the tall grass. And it stretches in all directions. And in front of you, there are 20 scarecrows. Each of them are numbered with a big red number right in the middle of its chest. And all of them look like Zaol's face. They have two wonky golden eyes with some fake glasses drawn on. This is just uh, egotistical, I think. Ugh, as if one wasn't enough. All right, let's get through these things as quickly as possible. And I'm going to run over to the scarecrow marked three. And... 
slash its chest open. Okay. You slash the scarecrow open, and this one was full of straw. The head sloughs off. Trace, you go right. I'll go left. Done. Done. So you can run over to the scarecrow marked one and slash its chest open. Okay. I go over to the scarecrow marked 20 and start slashing. Okay. Tracy, I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. My best skill. Whoa. 17. Okay. As you're about to slash at the scarecrow, you feel like a wave of fear wash over you. But I guess you're just so angry and (laughs) you're just so pissed at the situation that you shake it off. Yeah, I'm still raging. You're still raging, yeah? Yeah. So make an attack roll. Nine. (laughs) You're also so pissed that you just whiff. And um, you turn your back to the scarecrow, and you feel two sharp claws dig into your back. Does a 21 hit? No. Yes. Does an 11 hit? No, it does not. Okay, you take four points of damage. So it is halved because it is not psychic damage. Okay. So, hey, Amanda? Yeah, babe. I have 17 hit points. Okay. Brandon, I need you to make another wisdom saving throw. That's a natural 20. Oh, hot damn. That might be your first one. I've gained a lot of wisdom. He's Uh, smarter, better, faster, stronger. You're surprised by the claws in your back, but you don't care. The next time that you have to roll a wisdom saving throw, I'll give you advantage. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Anara, why don't you make a perception check? Nineteen. Okay, you look over and you see that there is now one of the scarecrows is now like on top of Tracy and is clawing at his back. Tracy! And I'm going to run over and try to stab the scarecrow in the back. Okay. I got a 17. You rip, (laughs) you... uh, Stab it in the back and then rip my knife toward me. Yeah, and this straw spills out and the scarecrow falls to the ground. There are 17 left. None of them is looking more or less scary than the others? Uh, No, they all look exactly the same. As I kind of dust my clothes off from the straw that has blown into them, I'm going to look over at Oatcake and say, Hey girl, any any hints? Oatcake puts her ear up to listen, and she sniffs, and she listens, and she starts to walk over to the middle of the pack. She sniffs around and... As she's walking around, she then suddenly looks at 15 and yelps suddenly. And she likes, she scampers out of the crowd of scarecrows and starts digging a hole just in the field. So let's just start slashing the other ones. All right. Anara, I'll hit 19. I'll do 13, but let's, let's skip 15 for now. Yeah, I think so. So I will, like, adopt a defensive position and very delicately slash at 13. Okay. And I will chop as hard as possible without uh, thinking about it. <laughs> Okay, Uh, Trace, you slice the head off of number 19, and it's fine. Anara, you take your dagger, and you stab into 13, and you hear the really faint laughing, and you look up, and it's coming from this scarecrow. Uh, Tracy? As you pull your dagger out, hay spills out into this open field, and so does a door. The same door that you saw before, like, tumbles out of the scarecrow. And kind of fits into the ground below you. I jump backward and land on my butt and hands. How did you do that? I'm sorry, girl, but we have to go. 
I'll keep you close. How about that? Okay, blinks into your arms, cowering. I'm going to move the shadow cowl from around my neck to around my torso and tuck Oatcake into it. So it's it's like a it's like a baby sling. Nice. Uh, Trace. Let's, let's do go. It. I'm going to plug my nose and jump in. Follow Anara. All right. You two are falling for a second and you land in mud. Good. Oh, great. Good. And you hear the screaming of a massive crowd. And you look around and you're back in the Bachelorette tournament arena. And our plugs her ears and says, just a dream, just a dream, just a dream, just a dream, just a dream. You hear feedback from the PA system and you're anticipating the voice that you heard the entire time. But it's somebody else. Welcome back to the Bachelorette Tournament. I'm so glad that you could make it here. I think everyone's having a very good time. Objection! I'm gonna chop your head off! Okay, well, if you, hey, if you have strong feelings, I'm standing right here! You look around and you're on a raised platform. It's about the size of a football field. And on the other side of the raised platform is Zayol. And he's waving to you, and he's still holding the speaker under his right arm. Do you think you can hit him with a dagger? He's too far. Too far. All you have to do is get through my extremely amazing trap that I set. And you look up, and the entire length of the platform, from you to Zeol, there's like an overhang, and it's covered in spikes. Classic trap. Love it. I don't think I, I, don't think I did it right. right. Is there anything in front of us or to the side of us that's like... Sure. It's pretty much just this raised platform. But to your right, kind of in the same area where the big purple throne was in the Bachelorette Tournament arena, Mm -hmm. something is covered by a sheet. I mean, what the hell, right? And Tracy blows his health one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is very funny. As you blow the health horn, the sound bounces off all of the walls of the arena just like careening back into your ears it is so loud and you hear a familiar voice oh my god is that tracy tracy stop blowing that goddamn horn i swear to god i am already locked up in this freaking chair and i'm have to listen to your you're the only people who can help me here i cannot believe it you don't even know who I am? This is Greg. This is Greg. God. Hello. Damn it. Where am Why is there a sheet on top of me? Who's cheering? This is supposed to be a help horn. I am helpful sometimes. Help me. No, now you have to help me. Oh, fine. I'm going to duck as low as I can and try to run kind of hunched over toward the platform. Yeah, as you try to get off the platform, you bounce off against an invisible wall. Ow. Well, I guess Greg, you're stuck. All right, um, that solves that problem. Uh, Wait, you? Oh, excuse me? Oh, I thought this was gonna... You just ruined my whole thing. All right, fine. Zill waves one hand, and the sheet flies up, and sitting in the big purple chair is Greg, your friend. My pal. Your, your big friend pal. And next to him is a big dive. Think of this like a thermostat. It is currently turned all the way to 100, which is the highest it can go. And then there is a zero marking right in the middle. And then it can be turned all the way down to negative 100. Greg, you know what the deal is with that or? No. No. Okay. Can you reach it? Who got you here? 
That's what I th was gonna ask you. Whenever anything bad happens to me, it's always you two. It's really weird. Wait, oh, one. There's usually three of you. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Let's just say that seeing you is not the worst thing that happened to us today. Sick burn. Thank you. How do we all get out of here alive? Uh, I was gonna ask you. I don't. I. I don't know. I was. I was walking over to. I th I, th I was gonna come over to talk to you guys into the dome, and now I walked through the door, and now I'm here, sitting in this chair. Hey, Greg, can you still whistle? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. I am very good whist. I'm very good at whistling. Yes. Seems like there might be a good target across the way there. Who is that? It's like from bedtime stories. You know, they all laughter, death. Apparently, uh, uh, unnerving eyes and cool cardigan. Ah, that sounds pretty, that's a pretty good description of me. I appreciate it. And the entire crowd cheers. Not the point, Zale. That's always the point. Uh, Greg starts to whistle, and he's having trouble maintaining a note. It's like he's out of breath. No, I, I, I can't. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm All right, sorry. We'll, we'll save you this time like we always do. That's not... Yeah, okay, that's that's you're the one trapped in a chair. Shut up for a second. Anara, okay. what do you want to do? And the dial starts turning from 100 down to zero, and you are feeling... You know when you're on a roller coaster and you start going faster and faster down the hill? You feel airy. Like, you feel lighter. And then the dial starts going faster and faster towards negative 100, and you're starting to float directly up into this box. This isn't how I thought it would go. Um, okay. Tracy shoots his long arm of the law down and tries to grab some part of the platform. Okay. And Anara's gonna grab right onto Tracy's leg. That's not bad. 13. Uh, Anara, make a strength check to grab onto Tracy. 13. Okay. Tracy, you, you shoot your long arm of the law and you grab onto the side of the platform. You're held on for now, and Inara, same to you. You're clinging to Tracy's leg. You're looming about 10 feet below the spikes. I start reeling my arm in and uh, yell over to Greg. Greg, any ideas? You're just going to, like, sit there. I'm stuck. I can't move. Sounds like an excuse to me. No, I, li I cannot do anything. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I thought you were this, like, powerful bard. Or you know, I am. I am a super powerful bard. He purses his lips in a whistle once more, and you hear just a clarion call of a whistle. It's straight, direct, and it cuts through all of the noise of the arena. And from Greg's pocket, you see this shimmering gold arrow lift out and dive straight towards Zayl. That's what I'm talking about! Go, Greg! It speeds towards him, going faster and faster, ignoring the gravity pull that is on you two. Inches away from his googly eyes, it stops. No, a little more. Just a little bit more. This, Why'd you stop? This is, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. I, I need to keep whistling. And then he goes back to whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know what, that's, oh, that's cheating. I, that doesn't count. I'll give you a few points for trying, but that's, that doesn't really count. I really wanted to see you get clean in space. Yes, we, we don't always get one. We all want to see you on the spikes, too! A good burn. What? Tracy, you were so hurtful to me. 
real. Don't you want to just like tell us dumb stories about when you were young? I could just like s like we all like sit around and I don't know have have like dinner and and cabbage and things and you can tell us stories about when you were younger and freer and milk was cheaper and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Okay. Movie, movie tickets were a nickel and like maybe I chop your head off a little bit. You know that sounds I love it. Oh my god, kill me! I really prefer not to be floating for this. And also, it's, uh, I think the speaker would really enjoy it. He reaches back, and another door shows up behind him. He opens it, waves to all three of you, and closes the door. Fuck you! Come on! Not again! You hear the whistle change pitch, and uh, the arrow comes flying back towards Greg, and it stabs right into the dial. And you feel yourself slowly lowering towards the ground. All right, Greg, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. The crowd then goes from cheering, and now they're just confused, and now they're loudly booing all of you. Come on, you're not even real. Go home. You go home. I can't believe you broke Briggs' heart. Boo! Boo yourself! The dial sparks and has a very, very small contained explosion, and Greg falls out of the chair. I'm going to run over. I'm going to follow Nara. Greg, you all right, bud? You know, for the first... For the first time... I don't think this is your fault. Yeah, that's a good observation. And you know what? For the first time, we need your help. Yeah, we do. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. I offer my hand for a handshake to Greg. I don't know. I assume that you guys have cool secret handshakes. I don't. I don't know. No, it's just a handshake. We can make one up when we win. I like that. And he grabs your hand. Hey, it's Amanda. If I was going to write an anecdote for this mid-roll, I think I would probably just describe the feeling of putting out something that I am so nervous about and getting only the most generous, kind, loving, supportive uh, responses in return. So I just wanted to take this moment on behalf of Eric, Brandon, and me to thank all of you who have listened, who have sent us support. It's a moment for the show, for the campaign, but it's one that we are working through and we couldn't ask for a better audience and we are excited to bring you what's next. We are here for you and we know that you're there for us. So welcome to our beautiful cohort of new patrons. Tabby Cat, Dawn, Tyler, Marco, Francis, Jeff, Haley, Angel, Ali, Natasha, Jimmy, Nick, Kiara, Svenja, Rebecca, Leah, Ali, Ashin, Eri, and Sharon, welcome. There's some mulled cider over there in the kitchen that we made earlier. Booze is optional. We are so glad that you're here. This is a sprawling operation to run, and your support on Patreon is the income that we can count on that powers this engine that keeps it going. We want to keep making this show for a long, long time, and we could not do that without our members on Patreon. And now we even have a multitude channel in our Discord for live blogging new releases of the other fun time pal shows on Multitude. Join us every Monday to discuss the latest antics on Potterless or Horse, every Wednesday to sob about our newest favorite deity on Spirits, and alternating Fridays to celebrate wigs, good and bad, on Waystation. Join us at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod.
I also wanted to remind you that you can now bring the Labor Party module into your home game. Eric and our creative collaborators have adapted every labor from the Labor Party arc into a playable one-shot, and we're releasing the whole dang thing as a bundle at bit.ly slash labourpartymodules. This is your chance to get a piece of JTP in your very own campaign. And it has some bonus content that we didn't even get to in the episodes, so you're definitely going to want to check it out. That's bit.ly slash labourpartymodules. We are sponsored this week by Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. There is a lot going on in the world and in our lives, so Calm is a little oasis that I really need. I listen to their soundscapes when I'm answering email, losing myself in a thunderstorm, or ocean noises. I use their stories to go to sleep, especially the train ones. Guys, I just love trains. They're so good. And I'm getting better at practicing mindfulness, all because of the gentle encouragement Calm gives me. So whether you're looking for a daily meditation topic or specific meditations on stuff like anxiety or stress or focus, Calm is the place to be. Try out their premium subscription at calm.com slash join the party, where you'll also get 25% off a premium plan. That's unlimited access to everything on the Calm app at calm.com slash join the party. One more time, calm.com slash join the party. Our other sponsor this week, as always, is 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. Co-owner Lauren Belanco is our resident master dungeon master, and each month we bring her one of our listeners' questions about games and GMing. If you have a question for Lauren, send it our way. Today, our question is short and sweet. None of my friends want to play D&D with me. What do I do? Lauren says, find out what your friends like and write a D&D adventure themed in that genre. Keep the rules light and bring on the fun. Focus on imagining what the characters look like and helping the players figure out what their character would do in a given situation. Don't worry about the stats on the character sheet right away. If they still don't want to play at that point, just try meeting new people, go to a local game store, or head to an online forum. You will find your friends, I promise. Thank you, Master Dungeon Master. And remember, you can pick up dice, props, minis, and dice bags for your new players at 20sidedstore.com or in person in Brooklyn, New York. Just use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off your purchase. That's 20, the full word, sidedstore.com, and the discount code is JOINTHEPARTY. All right, let's get back to the show. How do we leave? I don't, the way that I walked in is not. Yeah, there doors. Anymore? Yeah. Doors aren't happens. really doors here exactly. More like a metaphor. More like a joke. A metaphor. Nice. That's <laughs> a good joke. It's dire times, and I think your jokes are funny. Well, Greg, historically, we've gone uh, gone after Zeol, and just another fresh hell awaits us each time. So yep. guess is what we're going to do. Our main goal is to take his head off of his body. Like totally off. Completely off. Ideally, if the cardigan doesn't get bloody, I would take it home. I would wear it as a trophy. That's really the secondary goal. Right. So again, who is that? That's the god of space, time, trickery, and something called Pastrami. Well, I'm going to kill Bridge. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but what specifically <laughs> did he have to do about this time? No, Bridge didn't tell me. I th- I didn't. He said everything was fine. He said that you guys were here for. Well, I should have known. He said like it was military flag orientation. Yeah, watch my summer form. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Greg. I put my hand up on his shoulder. <laughs> 
Bridge was trying to protect you probably by lying to you or saving you from the truth or trying not to make his problems your problems. Honestly, you've done the same thing. You did the same to Alonzo, and it's not working anymore. It hasn't really worked out for us so far. I'm going to tell you what's going on, and we really, really need your help. So, sorry about the leg, all that. Yeah, Didn't need to remind that. you of it. Oops. But How's that doing, by the way? Good? It's fine. Yeah. Okay. You buttholes. This is the first time that you apologized, though, so... We were buttholes. I was a butthole. No. Listen, everyone I has was a butthole. butthole. <laughs> we're all buttholes. I think we can all agree we're buttholes. It's the one thing that unites us. We all have buttholes. Tracy, do you have... Refocus. Okay, hello. Hi. They're all booing. Yeah, it's very hard to concentrate. Okay, so here's the deal. We got here, saw the compass, say old, seem friendly, seem fine. Speaker was there like, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's a problem. Oh, it's space and time. Oh, God. And then... It's, it's, she's in dire straits. Don't make fun of her now. Gallows humor, Tracy. Come on. They all gave us a bunch of things to do. We did all the things. Some of them are fun. Some of them are boring. One of them was the opera. Otherwise, never would have been there. Obviously, ran into you. Kind of awkward. But now here we are. Bygones. Bygones. Great. As soon as we finished, last room of the last challenge, Johnny didn't come back. Johnny didn't. What do you? What do you mean he didn't come back? We don't know. Just we don't know. But. He was talking to the shadow a lot, and then something changed. Something let Seol out of that compass. He took down a huge monster all by himself. It was kind of scary. It was really scary, and he kind of let us go before him. So he's... is he in the... I don't understand. Is he... I don't understand. He's in the labyrinth still? Or something. Something changed. Something. And something let Zeol out. I don't know if it was knocking the speaker out, if Johnny did something, or the light, or the shadow. I, I don't really know, but we do know that he's not here, and, and if he could be, I know he would. So... We're gonna chop Zeol's head off. And get the speaker back. And try to put that son of a bitch back where he came from. Okay, so we're just gonna, like, uh, kill a god? That's the idea. Sounds about the whole of it. That sounds like something you two would do. And for once, I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's go. What are we? Let's go. Greg, I want to welcome you to the Jailbirds. Only we said that back when there was a very serious threat against your life. Also seems like you're not very happy with your bird friend right now, so welcome to the friend circle. Mice. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll think of a better name later. Let's go. Okay. Alright. All three of you barrel through the door. And you hear nothing. Well, you hear something, but it's way quieter. You hear the dripping of water. You're back in the dungeon of Kiko Castle. Son of a bitch. Why are we in the dungeon of Alonzo's house? Look, isn't this like you've spent a lot of time here? Is there an easy Not way? Not he. To... Where do you think he? 
in here? No, 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 not, not, not what he here. meant. Not what he meant. Also, funny story, something that embarrasses us. You really like it. This is where we met. Tracy oh, and me. I miss me. Got arrested for kind of stealing in the market. Don't worry about it. That's where Alonzo found us. That's why you're alive. Ending on a happy memory. Cool. Cool. Yeah, okay. Um, but where's the rest of the castle? I don't know. It seems like places we're embarrassed to be are where Zayol's making us go, so... He thinks it's funny, I think. Huh. You spend a lot of time here. Is there an easy, like, is there, like, a, a trick to the lock? Is there, like, a... I would, but there's no door. So you look around, and you're in a jail cell, but instead of the door that is usually in a jail cell, it's just more bars. So you're totally locked in. You also look outside the jail cell, and you don't see anything. It's just like more of the smoky nothingness. Tracy sticks his hand outside between the bars. It's weirdly cold. Okay. You know how in stories there's always like there's like some cowboys that get locked up and there's always like one phony bar just in case of emergencies kind of thing. Cool. Is that okay. a thing here? I mean, try it. Do, I don't know. Do you live do you, here? Do you act like one? No, I don't. I mean, two. You know what I, I mean? don't spend time in the cell again. I don't spend any time in the. What do you guys do for fun? Oh. And Greg looks up, and from the ceiling, you see that a clock pushes out from the ceiling. The face of a pocket watch. And it's at 30 seconds. Do you think that's important? Seems like it might be. Um, Tracy starts tapping on each one of the bars with his axe handle. They all ring true. Then, from the center of the room, a pedestal with a big red button sits in the center. Man, that's hard to resist. (laughs) What do we do now? And the timer starts. Well, uh, okay, so... Okay, this is your moment. Go! And I point toward the pedestal. Okay, blinks over to the pedestal and goes poof, and she lands right on top of the pedestal and pushes it down. The clock on the top resets to 30 seconds. Okay, so, okay, stay. Does she know stay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Does she know stay? Uh, okay, come back. And I hold up my arms. Okay, blinks back into your arms, and the timer starts again. I pick up the stool. Does that do anything? Is there anything underneath the stool? No. Uh, okay, fine. And I rip the door patch off of my cloak. Okay, so as you pull on the patch, it starts getting heavier and heavier and heavier in your hand. And once it's fully off, you are now holding a cold metal doorknob in your hand. And it's attached to a very large metal door. I'm going to lean it against the wall and pull it open. Greg, if there's time to trust us, this is it. Let's go. I mean, shouldn't we wait for the timer to go down? The timer is now at 10 seconds. Super no. No, we're not going to wait for it? Step through the door. I don't know. The timer, Tracy, we should just do it. I push Greg through the door. Trust me! This is how trust works! Ah! And the door slams as the clock clicks down from one to zero. You slam open the metal door on the other side and you tumble into green. It is green everywhere. Actually, it just looks green because all three of you are staring, are like covered by these massive leaves. You push this massive leaf aside and you see leaves everywhere. And it is hot and sweaty 
and you are in a dense jungle. Even Tracy somehow is sweating through his carapace. <laughs> Just the, some sap trickling out of my pores. Yeah, exactly. And you hear Oatcake barking 10 feet to your left. Girl, why don't you... And I look over. Oatcake is sniffing a baby lizard. Or... Hey, well, don't, don't eat that lizard! Well, it's bigger than a lizard. It's the same size as Oatcake. Uh, it has a big blocky head, short little stubby arms, and like a squat body that gives it like about the same size as Oatcake, and it has big gold eyes made only larger by glasses on its face. What do you want this time, Zayol? The baby lizard thing goes... I'm going to chop his head off real fast, is that? Uh, one one quick try. I cast Mage Hand and hold the lizard up by its tail. Okay, make a dexterity roll. Oh, good. Now I'll be able to chop his head off easier. Not quite, Trace. 21. Okay, unfortunately I rolled higher than you. It moves its tail deftly away, and it goes off running into the brush. Tracy takes off running after it, cleaving the jungle with his axe. Wait, Tracy, where are you going? We gotta get Zayul! This is kind of how it works. Come on, Oatcake. And <laughs> I'm going to scoop her up and point Greg after Tracy so that I can be the caboose of the party. Got it. You're just you're chopping your way through the brush. After 30, 40 feet, you run into something hard. Kind of looks like a massive tree. But you realize that this tree is scaly. And has pointed clawed toes. And is attached to a larger body. Uh, And Tracy looks up. And you're looking right in the face of a mama Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, Guys! And sitting on top of its head is the baby Tyrannosaurus Rex with the googly golden eyes. The T-Rex roars directly in Tracy's face. What do you guys do? Alright guys, I can distract the big one. If you guys can, like, do you have some snacks or food or something? Maybe get the small one away? Uh, Craig, Craig, do you know any lullabies? I, uh, I could... That's a better idea! I could try. I could try. Who wants to go first? Greg. Greg. Greg's going to go first. So Greg is going to... Your boy, my best friend, namesake of my firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can... I Okay, I think I can do it. And Greg opens his mouth and starts to sing. Floating in front in the face of the Tyrannosaurus Rex is this twisting pattern of colors weaving through the air. I cover O'Cake's eyes with my hand. It appears for a moment, and uh, as fast as it came, it disappears. And I'm going to make a wisdom saving throw for the T-Rex. It has a negative one to charisma because it's a dinosaur, but it got an 18, so that's 17. That beaks Greg's charisma saving throw. So the T-Rex just roars directly in Greg's face. They're like, ah, I did my best. I tried singing. That's my thing. I tried doing the singing. All right. Chill mice, huddle. (laughs) Have we decided on that? I don't know. I'm, I'm rolling with it for now. Okay, I am going to climb up these trees, really sneaky, hang out at that branch above the head, and try to just, like, swoop him up. Okay, do you need some rope? I got a lot of it. Uh, can't hurt. 
Okay. I give an arson rope. And uh, I'm going to just, like, blow my help horn, and um, I'm going to try to keep the tension away from you. Yeah, try to keep uh, in the same place and not paying attention to stuff. Yeah, that exactly. isn't what you're doing. Right. Cool. Yeah. Greg, you got this? Great try. Why is there a Tyrannosaurus Rex here? This is what our lives are like. I hate it. Yeah, us too. Okay. I hope this helps you understand our experience in a little more empathetic place. Okay, cool. Ready? On three? On three? Uh, um, Rat Pack. Okay, okay. Is, all right, that's okay. I like it. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Rat Pack. Ah! Tracy runs towards the dino, blowing his help horn. All right, we're going to do contested charisma uh, again. Oh, good. The two most charismatic <laughs> beings. I know. A Tyrannosaurus Rex and Tracy. Yeah, 14. I also got a 14. Oh, Ty goes to the runner. Ty goes to the runner. Okay. So as you run. In this case, literally. Ah. Ah. So you're running away. (laughs) So you're running away. As you blow your help horn, the T-Rex looks towards you and is focused on you. Great. Anara, make a. Start by shimmying up the tree, and that's going to be acrobatics. 14. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a tree. Yeah. I think you you can climb up it. Definitely. Okay. So it is now the Tyrannosaurus Rex's turn. So the T-Rex is looking at Tracy, trying to follow with its eyes. Come on over here! And uh, Look at me, big fella! On top of the T-Rex, uh, you hear the tiny baby one say, uh, well, are you sure about that? Yeah! Okay. And the T-Rex opens its mouth and unleashes a torrent of ice directly in Tracy. Good! (laughs) (laughs) All right, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, gosh, that's great. 17. Okay, with a 17, you take... It's supposed to be 40, but you saved, so you take 20. And then since you're raging, you take 10 points of damage. Uh, All right, I'm down to 7 hit points. Yeah, I thought thought it would be fun. Yeah, they give uh, give it ice breath. Is it fun? It's fun for me. I'm having a fun time. I am going to chop your head off. You're covered in ice, and all of the jungle around you is... You're like a quarter (laughs) covered in ice, but everything around you is just like a winter wonderland. It's now your turn. So I am poised above the T-Rex's head, clinging onto a branch shrouded by leaves, and I'm going to hang on to the branch with my knees. With my legs interlocked above it. Okay. And swing down to grasp the lizard in my hand. I love that. All right. Start with the stealth roll then. All right. Hey, money, money. That's a 13 plus 8 for stealth. Oh, yeah. You got that. And then a 9 plus 4, 13 for sleight of hand. Okay. As you reach out to try to grab him, he then quickly leans forward to get a better look at the frost-covered Tracy, and he just slips right at your head. Tracy's going full cowboy. He's going to keep blowing his help horn while he's doing that, take out his rope, make a quick lasso, and try to wrangle this here dinosaur down to the floor. I think you know how to make a knot. All right, why don't you make a ranged attack against it? Twelve. Yeah, you try to make the lasso, and you try to wrangle the snout of the T-Rex but um, catches it in the air and just bites through. That's rude. I spent a lot of gold on that rope. 
So Greg is going to start singing again. But this is the time it's like the bass line to In the Jungle. And he's trying to conjure like a vision of a lion in Zaol's head for him to be afraid of. So Zaol's going to make an intelligence saving throw. Do you think a T-Rex is afraid of a lion? Well, Zaol might be afraid of just like something roaring in his face. Or taunted by the fact that we are best friends with Vince now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The scary part is really that he lost his friend and now they're ours. Sometimes friendship is the scariest fantastical force. <laughs> and our, you're, from above, you're watching the baby T-Rex try to stay on top of the T-Rex's head. And you see him look around and his golden eyes are moving in all directions. He loses his balance on top of the T-Rex and he tumbles down off the T-Rex's head right into Greg's arms. Yeah. Like, I got you. I told you I could do things. Good job, Greg. Show us the next door. Where does it let me go home? And Zeol tries to shake out of Greg's hands, but he can't. Okay. Hold him down, I'm gonna chop his head off. No, no, that is not how this that is not how this goes down. Do you wanna see what's waiting for you on the other side? Fine. And Zeol again reaches back with his tiny T-Rex arms <laughs> and reaches for another door and throws it open. His tiny T-Rex legs kicks Greg in the chest. Uh, and as he lands on the ground, he's back to his old man form. All right, come in. I'll show you what happens next. He backs in the door. All right, Tracy follows after him, axe in hand, thirsty for his blood. I give Greg a after-you arm. You walk through the door, and the jungle disappears. And for once, it's quiet. It is so quiet. You look around, you're floating in darkness. And slowly, it starts to light up with stars. All you see in every direction are stars. Or it's what children think stars are. They're golden orbs spinning and twisting in the middle of nowhere. In front of you, you see one star glows a mild purple. It's missing something. Like there should be stars around it, but it's not. You start to float closer and closer to it. And Anara, you hear Zaul in your head. You are a taker of death. I know you are. Just stop this. Come with me. There's more to your life than what's here. I can help you. Things are breaking on the horizon. We can't stop it. So let's go do something else. Let's clean up the underworld. Tracy, you also hear Zayl in your head. Tracy. I didn't touch Johnny. He left you. That was me. He made his choice. I'm just an old man trying to stretch his legs. You can't stop what's coming. You should know. You should know what's coming. You were here the first time. And Greg's hearing something as well. Greg, oh sweet, 
Sweet Greg, you have no idea what you're doing. Go home. I'll make it fall again. I promise. Let Alonzo go. He's not here for you. He's failed already. It's nothing. It's fine. It's nothing. In each of the three of your heads, you hear, Don't touch the star. Don't. The door is behind you. Don't touch it. Just go home. Just go home. I'm touching the star, guys. I'm going to touch the star, and then I'm going to chop your head off, Zeul. I figured that's how this would go. Greg, you with us, bud? I'm going to hold out my hand. I... Alon... I can't help him. Who? Alonzo, he's gone. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. He's with a no. really big unicorn, and I promise I couldn't even make that up. No, he's he's gone. I, I just, I gotta go, I need to go home. Greg. I can't help him. Greg. I'm gonna take his face in my hands and look him in the eyes. Whatever Zayol said, it's the opposite. He's a liar, he's a manipulator, and he is not a friend. I know we're not quite friends yet, but I think you know that I'm real. And so is that Warforged friend. So is this puppy. And I know it's uncertain. And I know we failed so far. But he's scared of us. That's why he's trying to tear us apart. And the bravest thing of all we can do is try. Okay. We're with you, bud. I... I'm gonna touch the star. Touch the star, Greg. Touch it. Reach for it. Touch it. All three of you reach for the purple star gleaming in the darkness. And as you reach toward it, all three of you in your heads hear. It's not you I'm afraid of. And everything glows, a piercing violet. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Google, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seeger. The Party doesn't stop here. 
The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home but you can't stay here.